everyone, and welcome back to Between Realities. How the hell are you? It's so great to have you here with us. My name is Alex. Sometimes I go by Alex VR. I am joined here by my co-host, Skiva. Skiva, how are you doing, my good sir? I'm great, man. I'm great. It's Friday. It's VR time. It's weekend time. And it is Kong vs. Godzilla time. And I'm rocking Team Godzilla. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Skiva's a hardcore Godzilla fan. Yeah. Um, it's great to see you, dude. Like, we actually, like, you know, most, most of the time, Skiva and I stay in touch throughout the week, you know, and, like, maybe mm-hmm. we'll hang out once or something. But, like... We haven't talked at all, really, since the last show. It's yeah, been like, it's been a lot of shit going on. Yeah, well, especially we did, in your life. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting married super soon. Yeah, and, and we're leaving in a couple days to go. Uh, to go hopefully, to Vegas. not get arrested in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's been busy, and we did three days in a row last week, where yes. we did the bonus episode on Wednesday with um, MRTV, and then we did a gameplay of the Half Life Bioshock mod, and then we did the real normal Between Realities Friday show, and who was that with uh kyle render mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. hello to everybody in the chat um we have a pop in chat today this is so exciting i'm guessing a part of it is has something to do with who we have on the show with us today well we um, have someone on the show today yeah you know we usually do <laughs> uh lissa vr of course the first in the house it's great to see Alyssa. uh virtually billy has been here smash reality's been here for a long time too you guys are awesome uh thanks for hanging out and getting things started in the chat today obscure nerd andy who uh i saw this morning doing a premiere i will talk about him a little bit today um fun banana 2000s in the house how's it going jake britton lovely hussein x of course great to see you as well ali one is in the house great to uh have you here welcome by the way if this is your first time uh at the show please click subscribe at this point because you're not going to want to miss anything that we do for the rest of time and you can click like as well or dislike because i guess it doesn't make a difference but engagement is good proto star How's it going, dude? Great to see you. Um, Alec Reef is here. Ronnie22EDM is in the house. Uh, Papotic Object 52. Papotic wow. Object. Wow, that sounds 52. dangerous. It does. Uh, Yen, what's going on, Yen? Good to see you. I think you're the Yen. You're you're my Yen, right? I, or if not, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Immortal Roten has been here. Um, good to see you as well. German Rifter, Daniel, he's the homie. Get to the Choppa, hilarious dude with a great channel. Go check out Get to the Choppa on YouTube. Uh, Bowenati's here, the Bearded Bard. One of the oh, homies as well. Up, VR Trend. Everybody's mm-hmm. getting their VR Trend magazine right now. That's Heck so yeah. exciting. Uh, Zero Cool, one of our newest Patreons. Thank you so much, yes. Zero Cool, for becoming a Patreon here on the channel. Um, yes. And special, while we're talking about that, special thanks to our top tier Patreons, uh, Alyssa VR and Jonathan Zug. And, but thank you to all yeah. of you. Cody, I you Cody, I love you. He's a Patreon. Who yeah. else is a Patreon right now? Robin. Yeah, Robin, Delirium Drew, um, John West. West um, uh. John Westro. Westro, yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, Jonathan Zug and you. All right, listen, we've been going on for a long fucking time. Everybody, we have a great guest today. This is a lady, and I don't know if you read my description today, but I always try to say between realities when it makes sense, if I can, you know? This is a girl (laughs) who literally skates that line between realities. She is a VTuber and a YouTuber simultaneously and together. um, She does all kinds of great VR content uh, videos. Please, everybody, welcome to the show. Fia. Hey guys. What's up? Hello. <laughs> it's so Thank good you so to much. see you guys. I'm so excited to be here. 
We are so excited to have you. Yes, and stoked. Before the show, Skeva and I were like taking bets. We were like, all right, are we going to get real Fia or virtual Fia? You know, and like <laughs> he like was thinking virtual Fia. I was thinking we were going to see real Fia. And it was a surprise when all of a sudden, boom, we connect the call and there she is, virtual Fia in all of her glory. All yep. virtual. And as you saw in the thumbnail for this, there really isn't a whole lot of difference between the virtual FIA and the real FIA, which is very, very similar. Very similar, yes. I, yeah. I actually modeled like my model out like off of my real life appearance, and so I think people when they start seeing like uh, my real life pictures, or sometimes in my videos, I'll make like my second body cameos. They'll see that and they'll be really surprised. And I love having that moment where people are like, "Oh wait, that's her! Like she's real and virtual at the same time." And that's like such a cool feeling. <laughs> It really is. You know, I feel like oftentimes, I don't mean, how do I word this? I feel like a lot of times people will use avatars instead of their real body or their real human form um, because maybe they're like not super comfortable or in their own skin or they don't mm -hmm. want to be public about like who they are, like their actual person, you know, so they like kind of almost, I, should I say hide? They almost kind of hide behind um, it, or, in a or, way. or use really it, hide, or use it yeah. as like a, mm -hmm. as like some kind of like to be who they want to be. Right, yeah. right, it's you know? like right. A curtain yeah. Sometimes definitely. a curtain. I guess that would be a good way to put it. Yeah, and you know, like I have been like low-key shopping for an avatar to use in virtual worlds myself, you know, like in, you know, VR chat or Neos or any social application that allows you to upload your own avatar. Yeah. But it's actually kind of like a heavy like question for me it's like hey you can be anything what do you want to be you know and there's a lot of people out there who when i ask their advice they're like oh dude like you should not make it look like you like you know this is your opportunity to to be anything you know and i'm like yeah but like i kind of would like be down for it to look like me mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and if there's any designers in the uh in the chat tonight hit us up because we are both definitely mm -hmm. looking to uh get some avatars mm -hmm. made so. so i mean fia mm -hmm. what would your advice oh i just disconnected my own headphones uh what would your advice be for someone who was like maybe looking to get their own avatar made like and they're having a hard time figuring out what direction to go yeah so there's a lot of different directions you can go with avatars and um, so what I work with is something called Vroid, and Vroid is a free avatar creator where you can actually make avatars yourself. So that's what I did for my avatar is instead of commissioning somebody, I went in and I learned how to use this program and I did it myself. And then you have this very anime styled character um, that you can kind of manipulate with a base kind of like you would The Sims. Um, so that's what I use. There's also obviously like Ready Player Me is a really good opportunity for people now if you're looking for something really simple that's still kind of, you know, got a unique uh, look to it. Um, but to get a fully custom model, it is definitely something that your wallet has to be prepared for because right. um, it is mm -hmm. not cheap at all. Because if you want something fully custom, you're looking at a few thousand dollars worth of work from somebody because making a 3D model is never easy. And finding somebody who has that experience is also difficult. But if you are looking for that and you, you know, you're like, oh, I saved up a few dollars over the year. Like, I think this is something I want to invest in. Then um, Twitter is 100% the like I think the best place to look because you can see people's mm. work, you can see their portfolios through their media sharing, um, and all of this different stuff. And then the people they follow and the people they're you know liking <laughs> you know their photos and stuff. Then that's really how you get connected into the um, kind of 3D modeling bubble. And I think that's the best place to look and kind of um, take a mm -hmm. peek around, honestly. 
But what about like the expression side of things, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are expressing themselves through these avatars, maybe in ways that they would not normally, right? Like, oh, I can be, uh, you know, I can look super, super cute, you know, or there's a lot of dudes out there that have a feminine side that they wish that they could express. And then they do through the use of avatars and social VR applications and stuff like that, you know, and... Mm -hmm. I am, I'm t I like this, this is straight up for me. This, this, I'm asking your advice for my own personal selfish reasons. It's like, should I have a, like, I have a hard time deciding if I should have an avatar that looks like me or looks like some, something, you know, out of fiction. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I can't figure out which direction I should go. Hmm. Well, personally, I may be a little bit biased, but I highly, highly enjoy having an avatar that looks like me. And mm -hmm. I think the, the reason for that is I have this like special connection to my virtual body where it feels like this representation of myself that I can look into a mirror and connect to. And, and you know, because you've looked in mirrors your entire life, right? You've always seen yourself and you feel this connection to yourself. You look at it and it's like, that's my body. And so when you carry those similar traits and features over to your virtual avatar and then you go into a game like VR chat and you look in the mirror and you see these traits that also... Um, you share with your real life body, I think your brain sees that and has that connection there and kind of makes something a little more special. Um, mm -hmm. So that's my my personal opinion. But I think, you know, being anything you want, like picking out a fantasy character or creature or, you know, something totally non-human is also really cool. I think it's just a different experience. Mm -hmm. I am definitely, me personally, I would love to have an avatar that looked a little bit like me. Me too. And, and you know, for, for a lot of those reasons, right? A lot of those connection reasons, a lot of the familiar familiarity mm -hmm. something like that but <laughs> you know what i mean i think um uh i think avatars and being able to to skin them different and different clothes and blah 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 is just such an awesome way of expression right there you just because i think just because you have an avatar doesn't mean you can't do different things to express yourself through that one avatar right you know what i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of like we do with clothes right and you know what's so crazy is um, Fruxius from Neos VR. He's mm -hmm. like the main developer of um, Neos VR. His avatar is a uh, is an animal. What are they yeah, called? I think like I the, have the, him on there. Like a furry. Yeah, a furry. But there's mm -hmm. like a better word for it. Uh, fursona maybe is what they call it. Uh, either way, um, yeah, he has like a furry avatar that he uses, and he's been using the um, the HTC lip tracking to talk mm -hmm. in there mm -hmm. and he talked about having a phantom face yes. after hours of using his avatar in oh wow dude look at you with that clip holy I crap know, right? that's perfect <laughs> um great job so that's his avatar there and he talks about having a phantom face because not not even looking in the mirror but his avatar actually protrudes off of his face and he can see his nose and like his mm -hmm. cheeks yeah because moving. he's like a dog thing right. right and he has a nose that comes off and he can see that snout come out and you can see his mouth moving and then he end. was talking about when he comes mm -hmm. out of vr he almost can still like see or like feel or perceive his like avatar face talking while he's talking just like a phantom limb after you've lost it like your mm -hmm. brain still goes there like his face is like still in his mind you know well it makes you wonder right how what does it take for your body to forget or or to get confused on what you and your ego and your body actually is like what it you know what i mean like if you were let's pretend pretend this was a virtual world we're in right now i mean i feel like it would be a pretty easy thing to to be able to let go 
and and have that kind of feeling like no this really is me mm -hmm. just like a lot of times right. people that spend a lot of time in vr chat connect a lot more um with with their virtual selves um than they do their actual body mm -hmm. so dude that i like that line you just said this really is me you know yeah. because we feel like we really are us mm -hmm. right now like you said mm -hmm. like like if this was a game or whatever like we feel completely attached to our bodies here in this uh you know sensory perception reality that we're all agreeing exists and mm -hmm. uh you know <laughs> yeah the mind body connection is one of the most puzzling conversations out there yeah you know it's like one of the most philosophical and like yearned questions in existence you know like where's the connection between the me that's like saying mm -hmm. words in my brain and this chunk of like flesh that it yeah. that is inhabiting you yeah know? and and the closer we get so so as you see in this video here um he's wearing a face tracker like a mouth tracker that kind of mimics everything he does with his mouth and facial expressions and tongue and blah 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 all that fun stuff right so the the more and, and we got full body tracking and we have full body haptics now we're getting to a point man we're just getting to a point you know i was talking to a dude uh yesterday that that is still making um uh, this little boxes that squirt out these smells, right? So you get gunpowder smell, you get, you're going fishing and he has like this fish smell, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like all these different things. So we're starting to take, overtake every one of our senses and bring it into VR, which is amazing, mm -hmm. right? But at what point um, do we lose ourselves or, or forget? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you ever have any of these weird moments, Fia, where like, you know, because you, like I, like I said, you skate that line where like in one instant you're existing as your virtual self, which is a, almost like a reflection or a shadow of your real self. And then you take the headset off and now you're the real you. And like, do you ever have these like weird moments of like existential confusion or like, oh, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, definitely. I, that was one of the biggest things that kind of got me into virtual reality. Um, actually is when I wore the headset for the first time and I already had my avatar, I remember going and like looking in the mirror and seeing like being able to like hold my hand up and feeling like that was my real hand and then taking my headset off and being like, well, which one is the real me? Like, is it the one that's like sitting here in the physical world or is it the thing that I perceive? And that, you know, was this really, really interesting moment where I kind of felt like, I don't know, it, it led into this thing to where now I feel like both of my bodies are like equally representative of myself. Like I identify with them both equally. I don't really feel like I'm more physical or more virtual. I feel like I'm kind of um, both at the exact same time. And, and I think that's really interesting because obviously um, you would think like, oh, like, um, you know, I have my real body and this is me and I identify with this. And then when I go into the virtual world, that's something completely different and I escape from that. But for me, they're really deeply tied um, together. And, and I feel like I am simultaneously existing in both worlds. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely feel like, although I don't have any like a snout or anything to identify with and stuff like that, I do <laughs> feel like like my virtual hands, you know, with my Inix controllers, it feels like these could be my hands, you know, right. and it's really cool. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that first that first time like that first time that you got into VR and you were like oh my god this is now my life right <laughs> yeah definitely that was oh man I cannot even describe like how influential that moment was because I knew that I wanted to try VR but I had no idea that it would literally take over my life because the time span between like getting my headset and actually making my channel was only about a month and a half so I got VR for Christmas. I spent all of January exploring it, figuring out what it was and learning about it. And then by February, I started my channel. So in that January time, 
is those first few times that I got into VR and I was like, um, you know, in these different worlds and these different rooms and looking in mirrors and, you know, kind of examining my body and um, becoming connected to the worlds around me. And it it was so surreal because I was visiting these places like um, there was a Studio Ghibli world in VR chat and going to these places that I had always experienced um, through like movies and stuff, you know, for like my entire childhood actually being there and having a body to experience that world it, it feels like this entire like it feels real and that's what trips people up is because vr feels real and that confuses your brain and my brain was all over the place like so jumbled up like i think what i was experiencing is like um like probably like double what normal people would probably experience mm-hmm. and that was super impactful <laughs> for me and yeah like obviously i became quite addicted to it and uh, that's why i'm here today you know one of the one of these like it's there's like this really profound beautiful thing that um i've been like noticing and hearing about uh with full body tracking mm-hmm. which i think is like one of the biggest things that helps give people that sense of mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you look down and you see legs when they're tracked they're your legs mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. not like a video game where like i push the, the the thumbstick forward and i see a couple of animated feet just kicking out underneath me you know which helps mm-hmm. but it's when i move my leg and i look down and i see it move that moment for a lot of people is like huge huge Mm -hmm. like and they realize like they look down and they see themselves like they see their feet and they become completely present moment immersed like in a way that they never become in their real lives because guess what your body is basically an avatar you can look down there's your real feet right there you should find a profound moment in this you mm-hmm. know like this is amazing right like looking down and seeing my actual really? feet yeah you but know, then like, like we love feet <laughs> yes I mean, that's right. yeah. oh boy oh boy can of worms <laughs> but you know looking down and seeing my own legs like is a miracle like i am here holy crap and vr gives people that moment even when they didn't even expect it was going to come all of a sudden they're like oh i'm here and it's like this awakening you know it's almost like this like spiritual thing you know they're they're like i'm present oh this is me you know and like i think that can help translate i think that will translate into people's real lives you know like when you start to have those moments in vr it's easier to have them in your real life i i have a, a friend who's actually a very good friend who's actually a patreon cheryl goldberg and um she I popped her VR cherry, if you will. I know we said everything goes on this show, but let's make sure it's something people want to hear. Right? <laughs> but, but so I put her, I put her, one of the, I think the first thing I put her into was Robo Recall. She's a gamer. She's nice. a serious gamer, right? And I remember, you know, putting her in there and forgetting about that very first profound, holy moment of vr right and i'm like okay so what you want to do is you want to go over here go over there push the thumbstick and she's like whoa 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 i got hands give me a minute right and she's just like what is that like blowing her mind you know what i mean like that's a that's such a big part of it like the actual physical representation of you Mm -hmm. you know speaking of what you said earlier you started in february of last year that's when we started as well um and you really yeah Mm -hmm. yep yeah like we started like right at the same time just funny you have um uh, close to 85,000 subs now. Like, Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Amazing, good job. Good job. Well on your way much. to that, uh, to that was a silver play button. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Hell yeah. And as of yesterday, (laughs) and as of yesterday, you kind of uh, have like shifted gears a little bit, right? As far as like your, your, your image is concerned, your branding is concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I rebranded. I went from being um, my channel name being the virtual reality show and having that as the center of my content to changing it to Fia and then kind of um, reimagining what my channel is into being more about me as a personality and what I have to bring as a leader in VR. Um, and so obviously the virtual reality show is still continuing and that's still a big, big part of my content, what it is, but I wanted to, um, with my branding show that I'm more than just a virtual reality show. And so that was kind of why I decided to make that move. Nice. I, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, good move. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great move. I think so too. Um, you know, the virtual reality show, it's like, it's, it's obvious what it is, you know, you can like read that. You're like, okay, I know what this is, you know? So it explains itself very well, but there's like, it has, it's kind of generic if I'm speaking frankly about it. And <laughs> Fia is like, that's you, you know, it's very right. easy to to tie that name to your personality. And that wasn't exactly happening with the virtual reality show as the title. So I think you made a really smart move in doing that. Thank you. I appreciate so- that. So we talked about that that moment where you you kind of fell in love with VR, right? But what what was it that made you go, hmm, I want to become like a Japanimation character, if you will, right? And <laughs> and kind of and go out there and present this uh, technology to everyone else around me. Hmm. So it's actually really interesting because my journey of developing my avatar and my journey of discovering VR were actually completely separate. And they ended up coming together really naturally to create my channel. But um, I created my avatar well before I started um, doing VR. And I made the avatar because I was inspired by this clothing brand that was doing Vroid clothes. And I was like, wow, this is so sick and awesome. And so I wanted to make my own avatar. And then, you know, fast forward to, you know, January when I decided that, you know, okay, I really love VR. I want to make this my life. Like, I want this to be my career, my passion. Like, this is my everything now. And it kind of made sense to me where, you know, I had discovered all these different programs that I could use to use my avatar and stuff. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can do this. I can do that. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just combine these ideas and make something out of it? So that's kind of how that got started. Nice. And now I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the program that you're using to do this I believe, I think we were talking when you first started, and I think you said this program was only in, like the language was only in Japanese or Korean or Chinese or something like that, right? And you had to translate everything as well as figure out how to use this program that was in a completely different language. Yeah, is that so, accurate? <laughs> yeah, so, so the app itself has an English mode, which is, you know, great. Um, but as far as any like tutorials or anything online on how to use it and set it up and, you know, the actual user base itself is all based in Japan. I couldn't tell you like one person other than me that I know that's an English speaking person who makes videos or content or streams using virtual cast. As far as I know, like I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one. Um, so it was really hard when I first got started to take some time to set aside and be like, this is really cool. I want to know more about this and go and try and translate and read different articles and dig up as much information as I could. Um, And that's kind of why I then made tutorial videos about this um, program. And some of them have done pretty well at this point, which is really cool to know that like, even though I struggled at first, um, my information and digging around became helpful for other people. And that's one of the reasons that I love making tutorial videos is providing information and knowledge when I didn't necessarily have that when I got started. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's some of your favorite content to create or do you have a favorite like kind of video that you like to work on? 
Yeah, so definitely the virtual reality show is like my main favorite thing to do. And not even just like the hardware videos, but I really love those deep dives into like almost like the lifestyle of VR is kind of the stuff that I'm most excited about. Like um, an upcoming video that I'm really pumped about would be um, I'm doing a video about VR dancers and how they express themselves in VR and dancing with full body tracking. And it's the stuff like that that really gets me excited. The thing about the tutorial videos that I really love and admire is that I'm helping people and I'm inspiring people. And then they come to me and they thank me and they're like, hey, like if it weren't for you in this video, I wouldn't be a VTuber right now. I wouldn't have bought a VR headset. I wouldn't have done this. And that is the most surreal and rewarding feeling. So I'd say it was probably, um, you know, my favorite kind of videos are to make the more lifestyle ones, but the more rewarding ones are the tutorial videos. Gotcha. And you, like, you're in VR right now, right? Like, you've got a headset on, like, that that environment that that I see behind you, you're in that environment. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Pretty, pretty sick. And one of the cool things about, like, doing stuff like this in VR that, like, people don't realize is that you have, like, infinite tools at your disposal that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Like, I've done some interviews in VR where I'm, uh, like, in rec room and stuff, and I'll, like, pull up all the questions on a big thing, and I've got, like, all <laughs> these, like, notes and tools everywhere, but, like, no one can see them. You know, like, you're in VR. You have so many tools at, at your disposal. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, it is. I think uh, this I, – I think, I think VTubing is going to – pick up and, and take off, I mean, even more than it is already. What an mm-hmm. awesome way to get in front of a camera. Like, when we started the show, I didn't want to get in front of a camera. I was terrified of being in front of a camera, mm-hmm. right? But, like, I, I can imagine that for someone that has something to express and talk about and they don't want to be in front of a camera, maybe it would be a little easier to kind of make themselves into something more that they would, you know, right. kind of identify with and then be able to to hop in and feel maybe a little bit more comfortable. Well, and, and you know, there's, like, there's no risk of judgment from the community that, like, knows the you that mm-hmm. you know. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. kids who I went to high school with who are, like, watching me run around as Alex VR right now. And, like, oh, you know, maybe they have – judgmental thoughts thinking I'm just some kid you know who never gave up video games or something you know or maybe they think it's cool and they're inspired yeah. by it who knows but like it still has that I'm still rooted in all of the people that I've ever met you know on Facebook and all mm-hmm. that shit mm-hmm. and uh, to like completely make a new personality and not use your own real body is it's truly a clean slate you know like yeah. Yeah. no no risk of judgment whatsoever from people who you might know in your real life which I mean that sounds liberating you know like I think is that'd be easy an easy thing to convince me to do yeah true it would be fun true well you heard it here uh between realities is switching to a vtube format yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would love to see that honestly (laughs) that would be cool to do to do a a show or two in that kind of format that'd be crazy Uh, yeah hell yeah i would love it i would love i mean combining vr with other mediums and like other ways like of doing this you know like this this whole thing that we're doing now like podcast traditionally is an audio thing right but now we are on youtube and so are so many other podcasts so there's Mm -hmm. the video aspect but there's also the audio aspect and now we've got fia who's an avatar who's inside virtual reality while we're here on a flat screen and like you know one day like in you know our set right here is is a blender file so like we've talked multiple times about pulling a camera into this space and doing it within vr and having like the actual between reality ship and being able to come and visit it and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i think that's something that we will absolutely do one day absolutely when we have the we time and resources there. yep 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 for sure I, I really do like the idea of 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 being able to use this as a as a 
a physical space. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Bring some people into it. I think it would be super awesome. Aspen Darkfire in the chat. How's it going, bro? Great to see you. Mateo311 is here. By oh, the way, Mateo. Mateo. Didn't you, like, you found out something about Mateo, didn't you? I did. Um, I heard Mateo is actually um, the pink Power Ranger. Really? Yeah. I am Mateo 311. Oh. <laughs> Wait well, a minute. I mean, no, we've got we've got video proof of it right here, folks. He just, he just, let's see that one more time. One more time? Yeah, because, I mean, that was pretty fast. There I am Mateo right 311. There. Oh, my gosh, dude. The demasking of the pink ranger yeah. and Mateo's face behind it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty conclusive. Ooh. We, and we, Mateo, we love you, buddy, for reals. So. <laughs> we absolutely love Mateo, and we love Mr. Trinidad, who snuck into the chat while we've been sitting here yucking it up, and uh, Immortal Roton is here as well, and uh, and everybody else. I think I've already said your names. <laughs> I just like to make sure that, you know, we can say hi to everybody oh, and pull everybody into the chat if they want to be a part of it. We're going to, I'm going to hear about that after the show. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh man, so it has been, it's been a pretty cool week, dude. I mean, the past couple mm-hmm. weeks in VR have been insanely exciting. There's been all kinds of hardware announcements and mm-hmm. game updates and, and all kinds of stuff. I mean, what do you want to get into? Oh man, um, let's see. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much. It's hard to pick and choose, right? But there's a game out right now um, that I, I don't know if you've played it, but everyone's playing it and everyone's saying it's great. And I can't get oh. the guts to play it. And it's called Cosmo Dread. Mm. And I believe it was called Cosmophobia before. Yes. And I'm guessing maybe they got a cease and desist from Phasmophobia or something like or, that. Or they just didn't yeah. want to like make it seem like they were yeah. trying to ride those coattails or something yeah. like that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Have you got to play this at all? No, dude. I've been... T- I, I'm yeah. I'm getting married on April third. <laughs> yeah. Like we've got people like coming into town right now. Like things are crazy. I'm like so slammed. I've barely had time to play any games. Yeah. Oh, it's it's called Cosmo Dread. Is that right? Yeah. Isn't that what you just said? Is that what I said? Yeah. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> every people that watch our show know that I am um, scared in VR horror. Right. And but, you know, some of these games really want to pull me in. Like everyone's having so much fun. People that like people like BMF, BMF who, who are kind of the same way that I am, that are like, oh, God, I don't think I can handle mm-hmm. this. And they go in there and they're just freaking out and scared the whole time. Um, even he's like, dude, I, I want to get back into this and play this more. Nice. And GT, you know, gamer tag is always, you know, keep keep just rants and raves about this. A lot of people are really digging this game. And this game is um from the developer of Dreadhalls. So that's right. where Cosmo Dread comes from. Yeah, okay. I suppose. I guess that's right. a, I think that's good. I think it was a good name change too. Yeah, I do too. Cosmophobia, I wasn't really mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, um do you, do you uh do you like stay up on like the game updates via like in a new games coming out? Are you like trying to get into it or like how do you typically spend your time gaming in VR? Uh, not as much on new games and stuff like that. I, I like to like kind of keep up and see what's going on, but I'm definitely like a full fledged like VR chat person. Right. <laughs> so mm. when a new VR chat map comes out, I'm automatically like, oh, I have to go play that. So that's kind of where my main interest um, in VR lies is more of like the social aspect. So I play a lot less single player games than I do j- jumping into like um, multiplayer stuff like Pop One. Um, so mm, interesting. Mm. It's so funny. Like everybody's different. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm like the opposite of that. Like yeah. I like do almost all multiplayer yeah. and like very few single player experiences. Yeah, 
Um, but I mix an, it up a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You you get into everything. I like everything. <laughs> um, but Bar there's another tough, game, but dude, you know. <laughs> and this isn't exactly horror, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like there's a, about 5 million zombie games out there. But mm-hmm. f- zomb- uh, Land, dude, like we were yes. talking smack about this game without playing it last week. Yes. And we were like, dude, are you shitting me? Another wave shooter. Like, okay, another zombie wave shooter. Yeah. Are, really? Um, but the reviews are pretty good. They're really good. Like, and, and I found out some cool people are involved in this game. Um, a, a little bit ago, um, we had a guest on named VR Rosie, and she uh, specializes in like tilt brush and artwork and like VR art. And she's just absolutely my favorite VR artist. And she actually had a lot to do with this game. She did the animations of the zombies, and um, I, you know, and now it's getting all these great reviews, which I just can't believe it. Like I just thought this game didn't look very good, and I wish I had a clip to pull up, but I don't. Right, whatever. But um, dude, it's yeah. crazy that Rosie does. VR animation like I know all, like all I ever I see her doing is drawing you know yeah. and it's like dude if I was her I'd be flexing all of that stuff yes. I'd be like yo I'm, I'm d- helping this team make this game mm-hmm. I'm also in tilt brush tonight come watch me perform it's live a, it's a big IP right I mean zo- zombie land I mean it was a, you know like a more like you know major motion picture yeah yeah and um, well I'm surprised that everybody likes it yeah I am and it I mean I, don't, I probably still won't play it Honestly, I mean, unless somebody's like, here's a code, please play it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I will. I'm going to just because VROZ has something to do with it. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I got to support what she does. And I really, I want to see what she's capable of. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to try it. Um, it would be better if I if I had a key because I don't really want to buy it. But I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, another, um, oh, you know what I should have done? Oh, maybe I'll type it. Um, another zombie experience that oh, yes. came out of nowhere, and this one's interesting because it hits close to home, is called Survive the Dark, and it's available on Steam for $5. And what makes this interesting is that this is made by a hardware developer, not exactly a software developer. Mm-hmm. And guess which one, everybody? B-Haptics. That's right. Woo! B-Haptics developed this game, like, in-house, like, by, D- by B-Haptics developers, and it's like a zombie survival horror story game you know you crash a helicopter and you gotta like eat and drink to survive for a few days and like get on a helicopter and get out of there you know it's not like survival like um i I was gonna say rust but like uh like the forest where you're Mm -hmm. like dumping Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours and hours into it's more Mm -hmm. of like an experience with some survival mechanics um but i saw andy obscure nerd vr did a premiere of this video today Oh, yeah, cool. It's pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, of course, Behaptus is excited because now we have a game from within the house that is designed to work with the Behaptus hardware, which is awesome. Um, and I have a bunch of codes for this thing, too. I have one that I'll type into the chat here in just a second. And you don't need Behaptus to play this. You no. can still enjoy this game without haptics. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if you do have Behaptics, then this Even is better. Yeah, this is a no-brainer because it was you know all the patterns were put there by Behaptics developers and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so either way, I'm gonna drop a code into the chat into chat here. Um, so get ready to steal it, people. And then if, yeah, get ready. <laughs> but if you don't get this one, um, join us on Discord after the show, and I will give a code to anybody who asks. Assuming I have enough, I have a good stack of them. So if you want to check out this game, Survive the Dark, um, grab this code now or meet me in Discord after. I'm gonna put one in. It does look um, it does look pretty good. Let me put that back on. Um, you know, we, you know, I was thinking earlier that you know, why would you if you're gonna make something in VR, why would you make something that is already 
mm, over you know we have an abundance of zombie games mm -hmm. right so i feel like you got to bring something really good to the table if you're going to make another zombie game and that was one of my gripes with with zombie land um right I, I feel like we're kind of zombied out but this looks this looks different it looks a little bit I mean, mm -hmm. I'm just stoked because it was made by by the hardware company that I work with. Yeah, <laughs> you know, true. like that's just awesome, and it's, it's rare that a hardware company is making software. It's and true. Behaptics is not done with that either. They want to keep pushing forward. They want to make Quest title, and uh, you know, they have awesome developers there. Listen here, hardware developers. <laughs> it is my opinion that if you have some awesome hardware out there, you need to teach the other devs how to use it. Show them the possibilities of what it's capable of, things that they might not think of, right? So putting out a, a software experience with your hardware is such a good thing. Like, think, about, think Nintendo. No one shows you how that hardware can be used better than Nintendo shows you how to use their own hardware. And I feel like this is something everyone should do. I feel like, you know, uh, you know and Valve kind of did the same thing with Half-Life Alex. You know what I mean? They put out a, an, an incredible game to complement their hardware. Um, so this is definitely something that uh, more companies should pick up on. In my opinion. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, not yeah. all of them just have the people or the resources True. to make that kind of thing happen. They're True. like, oh, no, we can only focus on hardware, yeah. you know? So but it's I was, a good idea. It's I was surprised, frankly. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. Like, I didn't know that this was about to happen. All of a sudden, you know, I get a, I get a message like, guess what? Our game's coming out. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> cool. Simple. I didn't know that. <laughs> what What else can you tell us about this game? Do you know if it's is it multiplayer? No. Oh, single player? No, yeah, single player. Um, I did all the subtitles. Well, actually, I didn't do the subtitles directly. Uh, the sub the It was translated into English from Korean, but those English subtitles were from a native Korean speaker. So I took the nat mm, those, those translated mm. English sentences and, like, spiced them up and made them sound more, like, natural. So when you're playing this, you can turn on the subtitles and everything's spelled wrong. You know, yeah. you know, uh... <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Them too. <laughs> like, in the translations, like, they swear a lot in this game, actually. And in the translations, like, it just says fuck, like, five million times. Like, almost, like, to an excessive amount, you know? It's like, fuck, <laughs> these fucking zombies, I don't give a fuck. Like, that's, like, one <laughs> sentence, you know? And I'm like, alright. <laughs> you know, I'll, like, try to, like, mix it up a little bit you know I mean, that's probably exactly how i would react if i was like in a zombie like right, if i was experiencing right. zombies i'd probably be dropping f-bombs left and right yeah well you know it's uh zombies are scary man they are <laughs> they are and they work really well in vr and they work great with haptics right me and you went in and played uh, a game called survive that's a zombie game as well um, that has full haptic support. And so when you get, you know, you, you get snuck up on by one of these zombies and you turn around and you get slashed by one of these things and you feel it and it just scares the crap out of you. Mm -hmm. It really does. Hambone the Wise sliding into what? our chat right Hambone. now. Dude, Hambone. Okay, I'm about to put, I'm about to say my phone number live on the show just so that way I know you get it. Like, hit me up, man. I miss you. Like, Aww. yeah, Hambone left Twitter and we kind of lost communication with and him. And I, I have not forgiven you for that, yes. dude. Like, so Hambone the Wise is in chat right now. He is the uh, producer of the V Bunny Go YouTube channel, and V Bunny Go is a uh, very lovely and bubbly personality that does a lot of VR stuff as well as non-VR stuff. Um, but what makes her special is, is, of course, she uses VR, and her target demographic is like 
12 year old girls you yeah. know like young yeah. girls like yeah. who love gaming you know like she like i think it's amazing to foster communities of girls who are into mm -hmm. virtual reality and mm -hmm. into gaming and stuff and it's like such a fun safe space and they do yeah. like puppet shows and shit and it's awesome and both v bunny and hambone are genuinely amazing sweet and they amazing are they people. are and really i want hambone on this show I've been trying to get Hambone on this show for, for some months now, and mm. uh, that's why I'm salty because we were talking about it, and then he leaves Twitter out of nowhere. So get, I gave V-Bunny my number, uh, Hambone. Get it from her. Hit me up. Come join us on the show, and, and let's talk. Heck yeah. Because me and him, like, we have, like, all the same interests and stuff. Like, he loves Nintendo. Like, nice. He's just – you're the dude, dude. Hambone, right? So we're going to stop. We're going to stop, all right? We're going to stop talking about – <laughs> not, to be, not to be totally off topic, but you said you love Nintendo. Have mm -hmm. you been to the Breath of the Wild World in VRZ? I wish. I have not been in there myself. I haven't either. I, I almost brought it up when you said VR chat earlier, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. It looks so good. It looks so it cool. It's so good. It is probably, like, I am a huge Zelda fan, and Zelda, like, the Zelda worlds in VR chat is what, like, encouraged me to get a VR headset. Mm. And that world is, oh, my gosh. You guys both need to try it. In fact, I, I will go For with sure. you guys and we can experience yeah. it together. That's All right. Really fun, party really time. Fun. Let's It'll do that. So. Is it? I mean, I saw GT's video, and mm -hmm. that was really popular. Yes. Actually, he got a shitload of views on that video, um, and it looked incredible. Like it looked like it was one for one, like straight out of Breath of the Wild. Is it the whole map, or like is it just like the the like the plateau, or like what's the vibe? Uh, it's the Great Plateau, but it's mm -hmm. also like interactable, so you can actually go and like um, you can make the tower come out with your Sheikah sleigh, and then Whoa. you can go to the different temples, and you can't do the temples, but you can go to each one and get like the um spirit orbs and stuff and then there's like hmm. characters that'll come and you can have like text wow. on the screen it's really really in-depth and you, you really have to experience Man. it you know i just heard that 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 there is a mod now and i'm not talking about the labo one i know right but but a mod to play through breath of the wild in sixed off vr yep yep so yeah, maybe we will check that out and report back because I hear it's pretty awesome. And I saw somebody playing as mm -hmm. Zelda in it. They like they like oh. like swapped the the avatar and it was Zelda running around in there. Oh wow! Yeah, and it looked oh. amazing. Honestly, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, she's so beautiful. <laughs> I want to be Zelda. <laughs> Man, it really. I don't know why those guys put out a VR version that was just absolute garbage. The, like, you know, the you know, worst like the VR sickness I have yeah. ever experienced, yeah. ever. The and I did, Don't I do did it. the yaw motion simulator at CES, and like you know, we've done all kinds of crazy VR things. I did this one VR thing where I was strapped in, like a You're like a, it flipped me up down. inverted, it was great. Like, <laughs> like all the oh way upside God. down. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty cool, I guess. But in VR, it's I don't know, it's yeah. a little bit gets lost in the translation. But anyway, I've done all kinds of crazy shit, and uh, Breath of the Wild Labo, the cardboard thing. By the far the worst I've ever felt after a VR experience. <laughs> yep. I had to lay down on the couch for 30 to 30 minutes to an hour just like trying to like regain normalcy. Oh, I cannot wow. believe how bad it fucked me up. I cannot wow. recommend it. Yeah, I don't know why they would amount. do that to anybody because because you're going to take the people who originally were excited for Nintendo VR and you're going to make them go, no, I'm not trying that again. So someday when they do come out with, you know, Switch VR or whatever, whatever it's going to be called, people mm -hmm. are going to be like, eh, no, I tried that Breath of the Wild thing and didn't work out for me. Well, next time so. I'm bored, 
I'm going to hit both of you guys up and uh, let's go in there because yeah. I would love to see this VR chat world. I've, I've had my mind blown by VR chat on, in so, on so many occasions. Yeah. Like you were talking about the dancing thing. I can't wait to see that video because when I saw people dancing in VR chat, like pole dancing with yeah. full body tracking, yeah. it was blowing my mind. Yeah. Like the movements Break are dancing, so accurately represented. Unreal. It's inc- oh, no. it's amazing, and there's so much expression still. Like you can see all of the expression. Like this avatar was dancing so sexy and just like moving and spinning around this pole, and I was like, "Why do I feel something right now?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this it's is too weird. Realistic. So, sounds like a thrill seeker party. Yeah, it was actually. Mm, I think. Boom. It was. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was the night that he got that uh, VR influencer of the year. And oh he, like, yeah. Had a party, a dance party. I went in there nice. and he was absolutely tossed, dude. Dr- <laughs> drunk, I mean. Like he was just like living it up. Like you can hear him taking shots, and, like lifting his headset and taking shots. It was. It was great. Beautiful. Yeah. And you know it's not just yeah vr chat is amazing and social vr is amazing and it's not just vr chat there's experiences now in alt space that are blowing my mind all the time Mm -hmm. there's experiences i mean i've never had my 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 mind blown like i did in neos yeah you know like that to me have you ever been in there fia neos yeah i actually went into neos for the first time this week um, and I'm having somebody help me set up my avatar and get it all rigged up so that I can um, bring it into Neos and then uh, maybe meet the devs and take a look around because I definitely want to try out the facial tracker once I get it because I just ordered that and I was like, well, what better way to start, you know, start getting into the game is having some motivation with the um, facial tracker. And I love mm-hmm. that they have like mm-hmm. the 10 point tracking system as well, which is something I'm also really um, wanting to try out um, with my full body avatar. Did you um, did you have anybody show you around? Like, did you meet Turk yet? Have you met Turk? No, I haven't. But I had um, somebody named Floor. Uh, they showed me around, and apparently cool. they're pretty deep into the community. Nice. As well. nice. It really helps in in Neos, and frankly, in in any social application, yeah. to have a guide, someone who can <laughs> be like, "Hey, let me give you an example of what can be done here." Because yeah. it's like it's very much like a sandbox when you first get there. You know, it's just like, okay, like what am I supposed to do here? You're definitely not going to figure out Neos by yourself to its full potential no. when you first walk in there. It is no. apps. It is so in depth. You can alter code from within the environment you can make things happen that can't currently happen mm-hmm. i mean it is the oasis yeah i played the tetris effect in there and mm-hmm. i mean it's like without like the whales and shit flying around you mm-hmm. it's like 3d up on the wall like huge and like everyone can stand there and watch you so you can have like an audience while you're playing this massive tetris game the games that these social these social apps put together are so awesome. Too. Wild. like among yeah. us in vr chat did you, oh. did you ever play among us in vr yeah, chat that's so the good best. And especially because it's Quest compatible, so literally anybody with a headset can just jump into it, and that is the best thing that's ever happened. That's so big. I mean, all of these social social companies, they have to make everything work with, with the Quest. There really shouldn't be, like in VR chat, you go in, some avatars are PC, some avatars are Quest. Like, we need all-around compatibility with the Quest and with mobile headsets because this is what the people want. This is what everyone's buying. This is what is making uh, VR what it is. And to have these people buy these headsets, go in and then find out they still need a PC for a lot of this stuff is a bummer. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are getting there, right? Neos is coming out supposedly with the Quest version. They're trying really hard. Not sure how they're going to pull that out because of how complex that system is. It'll be a true Quest version. It won't be Neos. It'll be Neos Quest or Neos untethered or whatever you want to call it but anything you know anyone making any kind of social vr should really use in in my opinion the 
the Quest or mobile, mobile chipsets as the baseline. Right, that's where everything should run, and mm -hmm. from there build up. Make maybe make the PR the PC version, um, you know, a little bit more high fidelity, uh, better textures, whatever. But it needs to run. Yes, on this stuff. Yes, you know, it just has to. Uh, Ventuslicious brings up something that I wanted to mention, and I'm glad that uh, Ventuslicious has brought this up. Speaking of the facial tracker, HTC actually released an SDK where you can uh, 3D print a mount for headsets that don't support the tracker, which is awesome. And I agree, that is awesome because they like even on their tweet that I read this morning, they were like, "No, we don't normally do this, <laughs> but <laughs> we're here's an SDK so you can 3D print something for these other headsets," you know. And like, yeah. I think that's. It's a pretty smart move on their mm -hmm. part, you know. To be like, okay, Lo, we'll we'll play ball a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that's important. Hey, just real quick, wanna just wanna say hello to Gamertag VR in chat. Thanks for coming, GT. Gamertag <laughs> VR. We were just talking about your Breath of the Wild video, dude. I mm -hmm. mean, I think you were in here for it. Uh, Gamertag is like, I don't know, man. Like when I think, he's just like, yeah. When you think, he's like VR, a hero. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like he's got like a cape. Yeah, like he's just he's the man and we're huge fans yep. so, and thanks for being here gamertag vr i'm excited mm -hmm. to have you back on the show sometime mm -hmm. we gotta get him back on here for sure it's crazy how like I, w I want half or more of our guests like at the end of the conversation it's like damn like that was but we weren't we weren't done you know yeah. like we should keep yeah. going but it's hard because we only do this once a week and I there know. are so many amazing people to talk to you know what i mean like getting all these different perspectives on virtual reality and, and how it can affect people and i mean I mean, look who we have right now. We have a we have a virtual avatar standing here in front of us um, from within VR that almost perfectly represents the person behind the avatar. Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I love living really in the future. Stuff. Me too. I love living in the future. Me yeah. too. Me too. <laughs> so so I um, I know it's kind of off topic, but I'm kind of excited because a game that I didn't have a whole lot of reason to play before, uh, which is Synth Riders. Uh, because you know, I, I I do love that. I do like the game. It's beautiful, but it's not really my style of music. Like when I want to go play something, and if it's a if it's a, a rhythm game or something, I'm like, I don't know if I feel all techno-y today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But these guys just came out with a whole bunch of punk songs. Yeah. Right. We got the Offspring. We got like all kinds of stuff going on in this pack, and I just think it looks super cool. I'm very excited to hop into this. See if I can pull up some footage. Um, and. And Synth Riders got B haptic support, so you can get in there with all your haptics and play some Offspring or or Pennywise or whatever. Is Pennywise even in there? I don't know. But there's some really good bands. Oh, I, I used some to really like good Pennywise. Bands. Oh yeah. Back in the day. yeah. <laughs> that Heck like yeah. You just like hit me in the face with some nostalgia. <laughs> you ever play? Uh, you ever play rhythm games, Fia? Uh, yeah, actually, I love Synth Riders, and um, I actually love the music in that game. Um, there's a whole I bunch of too. like Monster Cat, like cyberpunky music, and um, Obviously, have to be a giant Monster Cat fan, considering who you know, boyfriend slash manager being Protostar from Monster Cat. So, oh, super cool! Into all I totally them. forgot that. <laughs> I, I even saw him in chat, and I was like, "Oh, sweet Protostar, good to see you, man!" And like, I completely forgot that um, that you guys were in okay. cahoots, a thing. Cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow, that's so awesome. So he was he into VR before you guys met and you know became a thing or did you introduce him to a lot of that stuff because i know he's into vr now mm -hmm. yeah so he had a vibe already when we met um and i think he played it a fair amount but not like a ton and so when i got my headset we started playing together in vr chat and i think um 
I ended up getting really, really sick for my birthday in January. And I had just gotten back from a trip and I was like super like not okay and all this stuff. So I decided to have my birthday party in VR. And he was one of the people that actually showed up to that and um, like supported me and was, you know, we had a little party together. And so um, from there on out, I would say the VR journey was started was that day. Wow. That wait, hold on a second. So did you guys like did like the sparks start flying in VR or were the sparks already <laughs> happening and then you met in VR and now like now we're doing VR together? Um, I would say the sparks were simultaneously in VR and in real life. Um I think the That's VR beautiful. really helped make it more like, hey, I think we can maybe have a relationship because we have VR to, you know, connect the distance. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it would have happened regardless. Nice. That's good. I mean, it is it is amazing that we can use VR to, you know, um, enrich our relationships with people, you know, mm-hmm. that we know in, in the mm-hmm. real world, you know, like family who moved away and, you know, long distance relationships and all that stuff. Like they really can rest on VR interactions for a while. Dude, I have friends that I've only ever met in VR and I feel like these people are legit actual friends. I mean, you know, energy transcends distance. Right. And it transcends a lot of things. And being able to to stand there with someone in virtual reality, look them face to face, see their hands moving, see their, you know, their, their face moving as they talk. I mean, it, it is it is it's amazing. And to, to do su- such a thing when we're in a pandemic and you can't really leave the house and you can't get all these people together, but still be able to feel like you're connecting one on one with people. It's just it's amazing. It's transformative. It's amazing, life changing technology. Yo, is it really your your anniversary with him today? Yeah, actually Holy today. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you that's so, much. so great. That's a whole that's a whole year. Yeah, one whole year. Man, that's nice. That's amazing. That nice. is that's um that's admirable. You know, yeah. it's it's good. I'm happy for you. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yep. <laughs> one year, we are everybody. Power couple. Oh, man, <laughs> I, I thought that was me and Skiva, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> you might have us be there. <laughs> we're, we're the VR bromance. <laughs> there you Love go. It. There you go. So, in other news. Um, I did see that, uh, and, and I feel like this isn't very surprising or anything, but um, that Boneworks is most likely coming to PSVR, if I can find my button here. I like how you slow down sentences when you're like searching. Because I'm trying to find the button. They need to make these buttons bigger so I can see what I'm pushing. <laughs> oh, yeah, your, your 50 button stream deck. Dude, I there. know. I know. There's a lot of buttons. And, and yesterday I'm sitting here going, damn it, I need more buttons. <laughs> Should I bring the other one? Can you use two? Oh, that would be pretty sick. I'll I don't think you one. can. I don't think oh, you can. Really? I, I, I feel like I got to keep it because I'll make it as complicated as the technology right. lets me. So right. let's just stick with that. So, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, Boneworks. Boneworks says that there's a 90% chance that the team is going to support the PSVR 2 controllers, which means it's coming to PSVR, right? PSVR 2. And, you know, games like Boneworks, Half-Life Alex, some of these games are going to be amazing launch titles. Can you imagine? Dude, so many people that have never experienced VR are going to hop into console VR for the first time with the PSVR 2 with this insanely sick, amazing piece of technology and experience something like Half-Life or Boneworks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. People's people's lives are going to change. Now, this, this, this title, right? Boneworks Dev says 90% chance team supports PSVR 2 controllers. Mm-hmm. Why not just say PSVR 2? 
You know, like that sentence yeah. almost it's to weird. me alludes that these people will are thinking that those controllers will maybe be able to be hooked up to a PC and used auxiliary outside of the PS5. That would be really cool. But I'll tell you what. a PS5 controller can do it. A PS5 controller can do it, but as of this moment, the haptics and adaptive uh, triggers do not work because there aren't any PC drivers to utilize them, and no PC devs are putting the adaptive triggers. And really, that's the main thing with those controllers, right? Being able to feel resistance, like almost like a hydraulic resistance when you're pulling the button and and getting feedback. It's pushing against you and fighting back, like almost like a real gun um, trigger would do, right? So... Although, you know... You can get that, right? Someone just get the drivers, whatever, like, you know... Yeah, someone get on that, please. (laughs) Well, like, wouldn't Sony do it? Like, because they know that their DualShocks are are being used on PCs. Yeah, but I I don't know, because because they want to sell the PlayStations, right? They're not like... Like, Microsoft took that stance where they're like, look, you can play your stuff on an Xbox, you can play it on the PC, it all works the same. Sony's like, no, fuck you, buy a PlayStation. Right. So, you know... Oh, you know, speaking of controllers, mm-hmm. Fia, we often shit on the index controllers on this show. Yes. Um, <laughs> I noticed that you're using them. You primarily use social VR. So do you ever have moments where, like, you, like the controllers aren't, like, responding well? Like, do you ever have problems with your next controllers, or do they, are they just, like, awesome? And to, to elaborate on that, how many have you been through multiple sets of them? No, I have never been through a set wow. of index controllers. I got my index last June. Um, so coming up on like, probably like what, like nine months. Um, so I have never had any problems with it. Whenever I have the finger tracking, like problems, if I have like a finger, like sticking up, then I just recalibrate and you know, Mm -hmm. I'm good to go. So my controllers have been perfect. Um, I haven't had any problems whatsoever. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Nice. I'm still trying to get my fourth <laughs> set, right? Oh so I, there's so much stuff I can't do because I need PC, PC VR to create some of this content and my controllers are just you know, going back and forth with Valve support. Do this, do that, jump through this hoop, unplug everything, uninstall everything, try it again. It's like, guys, come on. I, I get a new set of controllers every couple months from you guys. You think right. something is different here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I but. mean, I feel like, it, you know, the way that FIA uses the controllers is probably the best way, right? Like just like using yeah. it in social, like where your fingers are there. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, that finger tracking doesn't help me in POP 1. Right. And frankly, it holds me back tremendously. Because with the touch controller, I can just launch myself with that grip button like crazy. Because yeah, you feel yeah, it's like, the, the button. It's, it's all or nothing, right. you know? But then with the index controller, it's muddy. My hand's sweaty. It's not like... Yeah. And and, and the grip degrades over time is one of the problems that those have. Mm. The more you squeeze it, the more it takes pressure mm. to mm. activate that grip. Is that pressure? Yeah, it's pressure sensitive. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought it was like heat or something. Um, no, it's like it's how it's if, so. If you go into the controller, um, uh, the controller screen where you can uh, calibrate it and everything, you can see as you squeeze how much pressure you're giving. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in that tool, actually. If um, the controllers would last, that yeah. would be the best. Ask from Darkfire, awesome. do the index <laughs> controllers have in, uh, tracking lights? I've never really thought about how they track. I assumed it was divots in shape. Well, they um, they have the little sensors that the lasers hit. Right, and the, I believe the way the inside-out tracking works with lighthouses is the device itself. The device itself does the processing. You don't plug your lighthouses into the computer because, like, remember the old Oculus sensors? The Oculus sensors would tell the computer where the headset was, where the controller, where the controllers are. This, the index, is actually mm-hmm. telling, um, you know, using the lasers as a reference to tell the computer where in space it is. What about my Vive Pro? Uh, it's the same. Same. Same type. Of, yeah, same. Got it. Yep. 
Sweet. <laughs> what else? What else oh, you want to talk man. about, dude? What do you, uh, is, dude? Have I, you tried phasmophobia in with the haptics yet? Yes. Oh, dude. Uh, it's scary. Terrifying. I know. I can't. Mm. Oh, I can't it's even scary. do it. It is. Um, it needs a little bit of work. It's not there. It's in. It's in the uh, the beta right now, and the haptic patterns need to be fleshed out a little bit better. Okay, um, the biggest thing was that right now there's a haptic response for every step you take, so it's like, you know, and like you like can feel like these little bumps at the bottom of the vest as you're walking through the house, but it makes it way harder to differentiate when an actual mm -hmm. event happens mm -hmm. because you're moving pretty much constantly you yeah. know like you're like yeah. just like moving in a three you know, like just yep. like moving constantly so every like you're getting little feedback bumps from that and it mud it muds it up a bit i got you so i mean he's gotten the the feedback i gave feedback to him and so have a lot of other players as well um but it's actually been amazing the response because phasmophobia is such a popular game yeah i mean in vr and outside of vr yep. and when they posted about having b-haptic support like so many people responded and retweeted that and like like news like gaming outlets like pc gamer and shit wrote about it like hey guess what ghosts can touch you in phasmophobia now so it was like huge yeah. it was like a huge game, that game is so immersive right it's so realistic it's so immersive you walk in there and you kind of forget that you're not in a real house with the lights off and you're walking around with a flashlight and everything is very the textures are pristine everything looks amazing and that's the main reason i can't go in there game scares the shit out of terrifying. me mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely it's super terrifying. super scary yeah have you been in there time, yeah the first time that i played it i was actually going to play it on stream and i went in blind so i had no idea what to expect so Oof. about 15 minutes before i did my um <laughs> i did my stream i wanted to go through the tutorial just to get familiar with the game and i think i remember like walking into the tutorial like house and i saw like a shadow move and I remember, like, just, like, I started bawling, and I threw my headset off, and I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I barely even started the game, and I was already just dying on the it's inside. too much. It's so terrifying. I've run out of that front door a bunch of times. Like, I'm in the house, and, like, something's, like, I, like you think you see something, I'm like, okay, I gotta go back out to the car <laughs> right now. Like, please get me out of this house. Yeah. It's so scary, man. And we talk about this all the time, that, v like, VR is so immersive, and it makes fear so immersive too like you truly feel that fear mm -hmm. like like your body's like oh my god I'm, i might die there, i might die right now <laughs> there is a clip um that i absolutely love of jen uh the business director from b haptics trying a vr horror experience in vr wearing the vest and she like starts freaking out and it's like no i can't do this and like takes the headset off but she's still in the game and the, so the haptics are still active so she starts getting hit by stuff even though her headset is off and she starts screaming because it's like her body is still in vr because she's still wearing the haptic vest even though the headset has come off so all of a sudden it's like wow. she's like <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like still getting hit by stuff oh, on the vest, even though you're not wearing the headset anymore. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just crazy. Um, I really, yeah, that game. Forget that game, man. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't even handle it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, shoot. What else we got? What else we got here, Fia? What do you want to talk about? Mm, well, I don't know. I think we had a, you know, <laughs> we have a lot that we could talk about here. I don't know, like how interested oh. you guys are in different. Um, 
like uh kind of avatar and like vtubing like are you guys familiar with vtubing very much like do you know much you, about you were the person that got me into vtubing i had never heard oh, of perfect. it until the virtual reality show started and i was like oh look at this and i tuned in and i watched it and it wasn't the type of content i was thinking it was going to be either you got pretty deep on some stuff yeah like you 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 kind of dove into existence and philosophy mm -hmm. and and um and what it means to be real and, right. and human and and that's what really hooked me on the virtual reality show mm -hmm. personally so i would love i mean if i could since you're right here in front of me i would love to make a request that we get some more videos like that <laughs> sure thing honestly no i started on an episode um that i never ended up finishing but that i was kind of excited about about the ontology of vr and kind of talking mm. about kind of some of those like kind of more out there like questions and thoughts on the more like philosophical side of vr um i remember reading like a really great article about it and that kind of inspired me so i have a lot that i do want to talk about when it comes to kind of like um you know the whole avatar parts of like the philosophy of that but there's also mm -hmm. the whole philosophy of like the environment and what that means and then there's, of course, the, you know, fun questions, the stuff that's, like, really exciting is, like, the are we in virtual reality right now, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> those really interesting and cool um, things to just think about. So I definitely have tons of things planned. It's just uh, on the – it's on the checklist. I have a long list of different ideas that I want to make videos about, so I promise it's on there. It's just a matter of time till we get to it. Well, if this is a spoiler, just let me know. But do you think – do you have an opinion on whether we're actually in a virtual – Not and not you because I know you're in virtual reality right now. <laughs> yeah. right? Right, but when you, right, don't, right. when you don't have that headset on, do you think that this is also a virtual reality or is this real life? Right, right. Base reality. Base reality. Base reality, yes. Um, obviously, we can't know for sure. So I want to preface with that, that this is just kind of my, like, um, speculation. But I am definitely a hard, like, I, I do believe we are not in the base reality. And I think the thing is, for me, is that there's so many parallels between the real world and the virtual world and even just technology in general um, with the way that coding is so much like DNA and, like, atoms and making up different, you know, things and stuff where it's, like... Mm -hmm. I feel like we are in the process of creating our own universe right now. And I can't really see yes. the future of humanity kind of going any other way to where we don't end, unless, you know, we end up like destroying ourselves first. I can't really see us going any other way than deep diving into creating our own universe and becoming a part of that and kind of leaving this world behind. Um, and so, it, you know, when you kind of see that coming, it's kind of like, well, who's to say we haven't done that already or that's not what we're doing now and that, you know, like... <laughs> It, it, it just mm -hmm. leaves a lot to think about, and I it think it very much are seems very that way strong. to me. It yeah. I, I agree, especially because when when you when you observe the things that as humans we are we are drawn to, it almost always speaks to this. You know, like I personally, I've prob I would say my um, you know my ventures into MMORPGs were like kind of my first steps into like really understanding some of these things because when I first played an MMORPG I was like oh this is everything I've ever wanted you know like I've always wanted this in games I've always wanted to have everyone there in a single instance where like they're represented in a space and we can come together and work as a team to accomplish goals that we would never be able to do individually like I love to play a role you know like I can be a healer on this group and if I don't heal this whole group dies, you know, so it's so important. And like, it gave me this feeling of like being included and being a part of something that was just epic and fun and exciting. And 
you know, I see that behavior like in the VR community now. Like that's what we're like pushing to do. Like we want that. And I feel like it 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 happens just like infinitely, like layers and layers and layers of us like recreating that idea of like entering a new space and agreeing that all these rules now are here and we have to, you know, we're all gonna agree to participate and play by those specific rules. And um, it almost seems like it's evidence that that is like, it's almost like it's like the message of the nature of existence. And I'm like, just like trying to find it while I'm here kind of scenario, you know? And one of these days I'm just gonna lift the headset off like in Rick and Morty when they go to blips and shits and they're playing <laughs> uh, Roy, a life well totally. lived. You know? Well, you know, and we've talked about this before, but but I feel like um, one of the ways you can, and I'm not condoning any of this, people, so please don't take it this way, but I feel like you can pull the, the, the headset off of real life. And the way you can do so is with something called DMT, yeah. dimethyltryptamine, right? Yeah. And this is this is this is a um, this is a chemical that is that is in each living thing. It's produced when we're born. It's produced when we die. Um, but if you take it in the middle, um, and you and you take enough of it, people go to a different place, and everyone describes seeing that like beings they're being communicated with. Like I feel like between virtual reality and DMT. It is almost a certainty that this right. is not base reality. Like I would bet a nut on it. Right. That's how certain I am. Yeah. But I mean, hallucinogenic yeah. experience is something that has very much shaped my my perspective of the world. And I have lately been watching a lot of videos actually about people who have done DMT trips and they literally go somewhere and like all of a sudden like everyone turns and they see them there and they're like oh, dude, you're here, like, welcome back. And like, there was one guy talking about how he was in a factory that was like producing like merch and materials for him because he was like this huge celebrity like there, you know? And like, it's almost like they were watching the Truman Show, you know, and he was yeah. like Truman that came back and everyone there was like, oh my gosh, it's you, dude. Like, this is cool. Well, look what we've been doing, you know? And they like took him around and like showed him all the stuff that they were doing for him. And they're like, all right, well, looks like you're going back now. And like, it's almost like it is literally, it's seen like, so many people share these experiences yeah. and it really sounds like every single one of them takes the headset off for a minute yep. and then they get to put it back on and like have some form of a lesson from their experience there. And one of the reasons why we even started this show is because we have had this conversation. We really do believe that virtual reality is a way that people can start to do this. It starts to to knock on that door, you know, and because mm -hmm. you do DMT or acid, you get, you get pushed off a cliff. There's no, you have no choice, you know, mm -hmm. like you are being fully immersed into whatever it is that is. But in VR, it's like at your own pace, it's very safe and comfortable, you know, it's kind of just like some sensory perception manipulation, which I guess is somewhat of what's happening on a hallucinogenic experience mm -hmm. because your sensory perception is no longer the thing that's determining what's real and what's not real, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's what VR does. It's like, oh, wait a second. Like, I know I'm standing in a room, but I swear this dragon is breathing fire on me right now, you know? Like, I in, in Skyrim, damn it, and I'm scared, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, there is something happening, and I think VR is a part of it. And I, we don't know for sure how yet, but I, I think that all of this stuff kind of meshes together. And mm -hmm. to your point, Fia, I think it all is speaking to this idea that we're not in base reality and there is evidence of it and clues of it like hidden in the game, like Easter all eggs over for us place. to find, you yep. know? Yeah. And I, and I think that brain computer interfacing is a very, is it something that's going to, to uh, push us further off of that cliff, mm -hmm. right? We're gonna be like, whoa, wait a minute. Is, 
is this really real? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like when they can intercept your visual cortex and they can make you feel things hot and cold and pinpoint accuracy on, on getting hit by things. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at, at that point, what is... What well, is, that's like getting VR. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like getting yeah. VR, but it's like getting VR within VR now. Like, it's like, like I, like I said, it's like, it's layers. Like it, the shit yeah. is like just layered on top of itself. And uh, I don't know, I see evidence of it in, in, in a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, you know. Oh, go ahead, Fia. No, I was actually going to say that I actually made a video about psychedelics and VR. Um, where I, I did a whole thing about that. And then the other thing is I wanted to ask if you guys have done the ayahuasca experience. Yes, actually. That's on my personal channel. I have a Skiva channel where I just put gameplay. I don't really promote it or anything, but but um, I played that game. And then like a month later, Joe Rogan mentioned something about tripping like DMT and VR. And then all of a sudden I got, had like 50, 60,000 views on that video. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is cool, right? It's visually, it's really cool. But there's, there's, um, you, the visuals of any kind of psychedelic experience are maybe 1% to me right. of, of what yeah. it's all about. You can't show someone feeling mm -hmm. right now. You can't show someone what it's like to have um, the fabrics of this reality torn away and, and show and, and have it show you something that you can't normally see. Mm -hmm. Like that, it's a very, it's really hard to explain, right? Because most of the stuff is feeling. What, what do you say in your video about this, Fia? Um, well, I actually kind of talked to some different people. So I've personally never done psychedelics. So for me, a lot of it was kind of adventuring and seeing what people thought about it. So I um, talked to somebody who actually had done psychedelics um, and they are also super into psychedelic VR experiences. And so they told me about their experiences with that and whether or not, you know, they thought they were connected. And I think the big question I had in that video was, can you replicate a psychedelic experience, like have those same kind of ego deaths or changes mm -hmm. through using VR? And I think by the end of the video is pretty clear, like, no, like you can't do that right now. But in the future, we might have some developments that are happening that could lead us down that path. That is totally how I feel. That's you know, kinda, yeah. you know what's funny is is the first time I went into Neos. I don't know. I might have talked about this on the show or just to you. I'm not sure. But but the first time I went into Neos, I was hanging out with these people, and this dude opens his jacket and pulls out a pipe, and he and he hits it, and then he oh, and he passes it around, and then he handed it to me, and I hit it, and all of a sudden everything in the world got all colorful. Things started getting all fractally and weird. This is in and VR. Was, this is in VR. Yeah, this is in too, Neos. <laughs> Yeah, and then Neos I was like, the I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. He's like, oh, you like that? And he opens up a scene. He's like, try this one. <laughs> Hands me a different <laughs> one, and all. I was like, gave me like three different pipes to hit, and it just changed everything. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, when BCI is a thing, when brain computer interfacing is a thing, you won't need physical chemicals anymore right. to be able to replicate experiences and different feelings and what it's like to do different drugs mm -hmm. and, and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right now, you know, you get the visuals. But like I said, visuals are maybe 1% of the actual experience. And, and, it, and they're, just, they're, just a, they're just an attempt to recreate Right. visuals like right. experiencing visuals on on psychedelics and or having like breakthroughs or like realizations on psychedelics uh is completely impossible 
to right. recreate. Like right. literally coming from someone who's been down the rabbit hole, there is no chance in hell we're going to recreate it just using sensory perception input. Mm -hmm. Not possible. Mm -hmm. When you're on psychedelics, you are getting information that is outside of your sensory perception input. Your mm -hmm. eyes are not telling you this. Your, 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 your nerves are not telling you this. You are getting information in a completely new way. Mm -hmm. And most of the time um, in my experiences, it's like, it's like realizing some, I call it lifting the veil because it's already there. You're already actually aware of a lot of it too, but it's just not at a conscious level. And all of a sudden you'll like connect two dots that you've known have been connected, but now you can see the connection and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like, this is something that I've been scared of for years, but now I realize everything's fine. And like, you have all of these like understandings about the world um, and it just kind of clicks, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's like everything kind of comes together. And like you said, that's not something that you can just flash some lights at someone right. to, to make happen. You know, I truly feel like, um, those kinds of experiences, um, pull in something divine, you know, mm -hmm. for a lack of a better word. And I actually started practicing martial arts in an attempt to have a way to connect to these things without having to do with psychedelics every single time, you know, because martial arts and like spiritual practice is is like the practice of tapping into these kinds of things, you know? And this is where I see VR being able, being able to help because Kung Fu is fucking hard, dude. Like straight <laughs> up, dude. Like the, the training that I did to like have self-realization for Kung Fu, Kung Fu practice, horrifically painful. Like there was, one, there was one day where I was standing in a horse stance and my teacher walked around me with a fucking bow staff and literally smacked the ever-living shit out of me with this thing. Oh my like, God. my arms, my legs, like, I was crying and shaking and coming unglued, and the dude is just like, whack, whack. And I would, like, stand up, you know, and be, like, crumbling, and he'd be like, back in your horse stance. Just, like, all calm, you know, just back in your horse stance. Because like, I'm, like, attached. I'm holding on. I'm not letting go. And that was the practice. It was like, you need to let go. Mm -hmm. You need to let go. And I was holding on, you know, and that's what we're always doing all the time. It's just holding on and gripping to everything, you know, but it's like the practice of letting go. And sometimes it takes a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Well, I think VR can help people do that. It will help to transport you to a place that you never even thought was possible. And that just like sends you straight back to the drawing board. You're like, okay, wait a second. Well, if this is possible, all of these things that I've been thinking about my whole life maybe aren't as concrete as I thought that they once were, you know? And I, I truly feel like whether it's BCI or just like high fidelity VR with like extra amazing haptics or something, like whatever it is, but I, I do think VR is gonna is gonna help. VR and the internet connected as one, right? Right. It can, can be almost, I feel like it could be what transcends us, if you will. Right mm -hmm. into into a new state of thinking or being. Once um, once once we have really good brain computer interfacing, and you can exist online, and I mean you you are just data, dude. BCI right? fucking freaks me out, man. Because like, <laughs> because right now we're like we we always view. Um, like our perception of reality is typically from a single place, mm -hmm. you know, like it's like me here perceiving this microphone or it's um, Thea with the headset on perceiving her like room, you know, but like it's always like one place. But with BCI, what's to keep you from having multiple experiences simultaneously? You know, like what if you want to like go flying and go to the bottom of the ocean? Like with BCI, I feel like you would be able to have both playing at once, you know? And then like all of a sudden you're existing in like parallel universes and running through them all and like then you're Rick, you know? Possibilities like, are endless, man, uh, for sure. I, you know, I, um, I've never been so scared of a technology, but so excited and willing to 
you know, like if Elon Musk came to me tomorrow and was like, yeah, we'll drill a hole in your skull and put these electrodes in your brain. I'd be like, okay, do you're, it. You're, you would be do patient it. zero. I'd be ready. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be ready. Feel, you'd be down to be patient zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing I'm ready is, to though, be good. I want to be virtual. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the thing is, I, I, I would want control over it all myself. And these companies, obviously, right now, would want a huge part of it. I don't want someone else having access to my brain in certain ways, right? I'd want to firewall that shit off myself and then hack myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I often, have this, I often have this perspective that, like, we are not separate. You know, like you and I and, and Fia, like all three of us, like we're, we're all sitting here, three people having a conversation. But I've had conversations in my dreams before with multiple people. And that was me, you know, like that was mm -hmm. me in my brain having conversations with myself and surprising myself with my responses. Maybe even laughing at something <laughs> that I said to myself that I didn't see coming, you know, and like that's what you just did. Yeah. Like you just laughed at some shit that yeah. yourself said, you know, it's like you've like fragmented consciousness, like fragmented itself into a billion different little versions, you know, and you your brain like what's your brain you know like if consciousness like if we're all like one consciousness experiencing itself you know from subjective perspectives or whatever like if we get to the point where brain interface is a thing and like we're able to like transcend realities for real like are you all that much different than someone else you know and like are your thoughts all that much different well if you're made from the same energy then no right so you're like not. you know who cares if your brain they have access to your brain because you are everything and everyone the one is everything and then it would sure. all just kind of like become this yeah big but, but muddy, it's not gonna it's pot. not gonna come out this technology isn't gonna come and just be like oh look boom first iteration it's perfect we can do everything right it's gonna be little like you know little slices of that onion okay now we can kind of tap in make a season things now we can kind of make mm -hmm. you feel ghost things that aren't really touching you yeah. right now we can kind of give a little bit of the cold or the hot you know what i mean they're gonna be figuring this right. stuff out to until until the point where you know um we don't figure it out anymore because because. Grumpy Duck in the house. Thanks for stopping by, Grumpy Duck. Paradise Decay, uh, do you regret coming by the show yet today, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> JD Max, the Sim Racing Cat's like, dude, this talk is all over the place. It really is. <laughs> I voted for it, though. I love this so much. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, too. Like, <laughs> we, we don't always get to dive this far down the rabbit hole on the show. You know, sometimes it's like there's just so much, like, topical VR stuff mm -hmm. going on that, like, we just have so much to say about it. But, like, this is, this is truly the conversation that like I mean to be honest with everybody here this is the conversation we wanted to have every single episode mm. when we started this podcast because sure. we can't help it like when this show ends we're going to go out back and smoke a bowl and we're probably going to be talking about reality and like the way that we're like you know especially because we have Fia like she's existing between realities herself right now so it's like such an interesting thing because we don't see your face but we certainly feel like we're getting to know you you know and like we're certainly developing a relationship and then we're going to go into VR chat and run around in Breath of the Wild and that's going to be awesome and it won't be the first time that we've hung out but we still haven't met in flesh and blood you know right. so it's crazy um and we always love to talk about this kind of stuff and uh, uh hopefully we can continue to do it you know and keep getting into it as, as often as we can absolutely because ultimately people come here for virtual reality right like this is a vr podcast so we can't like go too yeah. far too far off <laughs> yeah sure unless like kent buys on the show or something yeah right because right? then we go pretty far off oh, man. Dude, <laughs> kent buy yeah let me tell you guys something if you have not watched the most recent episode that we did with kent buy i would i would recommend it um but i would prepare yourself because it is first of all the guy is a fucking 
brainiac, like yeah. intellectual, yeah. just like superior to most humans that I've ever met. Like the guy's vocabulary is out of this world. And like, if you ask him a question, he will give you a response. <laughs> like he will like start from the beginning and give you a response, yeah. you know, like. He's so well versed in so many different kinds of philosophy and he understands all these different kinds mm -hmm. of concepts so well. But we and, had him on the yeah. show, dude. And mm -hmm. there was a fucking breakthrough moment where shit got really heavy really emotional like holy crap yeah, nobody I, saw this I turned coming. the show off and cried yeah afterwards. dude mm -hmm. I, and like and frankly mm -hmm. that's like one of the few episodes that I have not gone back and revisited because I it was that emotional like yeah. I cannot believe what happened on the show so if you have never seen the episode that we did with Kent Bai and um, most of the craziness is right at the end just so you know yeah like, but yeah. like it is it's heavy stuff yeah. man it was it was a crazy conversation I'm so grateful to have people like him on the show and, and especially because he was so willing to open up with us man. Mm -hmm. like he he bared his fucking soul to us and to our audience when we had him on the show and it was heavy dude yeah yeah well we enjoy doing this show and we enjoy having all these amazing guests on and and we do um it was an absolute blast to have you on here for you i mean you know i i, I feel like i I feel like I know you just from watching, you know, your show over the past year and watching you evolve and figure things out and get better and better. And it's just you're, you're really doing a killer job. And uh, I, I, your numbers absolutely show that as well. Yeah, so you totally deserve all the you success you're having. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. That means the world, especially coming from you guys, because I know how important you all are to the community. And like, Aww, I feel like stepping thanks. into the community <laughs> has been like a whole journey in its own and feeling like accepted and loved by you guys makes me feel more connected. And yeah, so I can't even thank you enough. It's honestly like, <laughs> it's, it's an honor to get here and stay with you guys, for real, because you guys are important to the community. And like, that that's all I've ever wanted since I started my channel was being like, you know, I am an outsider right now, but one day I want to be in with everyone and be wow. one of those VR voices. And so I, I'm living my dream. So <laughs> well, good it's for exciting. You takes a lot. It takes a lot to go out there and learn all this technology, learn VR, learn how to broadcast yourself within VR, learn how to stream, learn all the ins and outs learn of YouTube. Learn how to speak and publicly. Learn how to speak publicly, <laughs> which I'm still yeah. trying to figure out. <laughs> Dude, you know. Skiba's come so far. Like The first episode, Aww. he was like clammy as hell and like like really okay. like not loose you know and like a few episodes in he started to kind of find it and now this guy's a fucking natural no, he could, you could do the show you could do the show yourself if you needed to uh, you really could well cool this went by way too fast it it's did. normally me it that like watches the time and like this time Skiva caught it like mm -hmm. I'm usually like ready to end it right at 90 minutes but Thanks, thanks for having our Yeah, back. you know, I, I want to go for days at a time, but apparently people don't want to watch yeah, something that I long. Know. <laughs> I know. What, you didn't want to watch a three-hour podcast today, everybody? Um, all right, Fia, so, you know, is that it? you have anything else before us before, uh, before we kick you out of here? No, I think we're good. I appreciate you guys and your time, so thank you very much. You're the best. Everybody, we have links in the description below. If you are not subscribed, you're not already a follower, you don't know what's going on, all of the socials are down below for yep. FIA and the virtual reality show. On the desk here and in the description below. Absolutely, yep. Instagram is up there, Twitter, YouTube. Go hit it all up. Mm -hmm. um, FIA, I am so excited to explore Hyrule with you in the near future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely hit me up for that, guys. All right. Say, Heck yeah. say goodbye to FIA, everybody. Goodbye, yeah. FIA. Bye. Oh, so easy and so natural and so flowing. Mm -hmm. You never hop on a call with any of these people and go, 
So what should we talk about? Mm-hmm. You right, know? right. So. Well, so I mean, we did say what should we talk about today. Well, because <laughs> I wanted to get, I did want to make sure she was able to. Yes, yes. Express anything she wanted. <laughs> Just making to, a so. joke yourself. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat. Um, chat today has been awesome. It's been lit. You guys are amazing. Um, subscribe to this channel, please, if you haven't already. Um, what do you want to say? Next week. Next week. Next week, we got some Poonanners going down. Poonanners. Poonanners. Poonanners is a fucking <laughs> hilarious name. <laughs> like, I can't believe he uses that name professionally, yes. frankly. <laughs> but Poonanners is a, um, he is the founder of V Respawn, the, uh, e- the VR esports organization. They do um, pro, v, uh, pro VR gaming broadcasts, and he is a super talented caster. Like, Super talented. Really, really And he has talented. the best hair in the industry, in my opinion. That he does. He's a great dude, and we are excited <laughs> to have him on the show next week. Um, thank you all so much for being here with us today, and we will see you. Oh, wait. It's not next week. Oh, yes. We're taking next week off. We're taking next week off. Because Alex is doing this marriage I thing. know. I'm getting married on Saturday next week. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty exciting, um, and therefore, uh, I don't think my betrothed would be happy with me if I did a podcast the day before the wedding. So yeah. I should probably take the week off, which we're going to do. So we will see you in two weeks with Poonanners, but uh, maybe we'll find an opportunity to jump on and do like some gameplay or something before that happens. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's end this shit. All right. See you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, wrong button.